You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. No, it's weird. It's just when I'm actually in there by myself. Uh huh. It's like it's exciting to me. It's exciting. Like it, like it's kind of like a thrill. It's like I get in there and I'm like, oh my god, what do I do? What well, do I, mean, I do? It's what less do I do? Pressure. Well, what what do you do? How come you get so excited? That's I weird. I raise my arms and pretend I'm Magneto. That's kind of one of the things that I do, and then I realize what? That, no, it's it's weird. It's just I don't know what else to do. Like I'm in there by myself, so I figure you know this is my time, and uh, and yeah it. Then I forget that they probably have cameras on me. They absolutely have cameras on okay, you. Okay, we should explain this. Hello, yeah. everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. We have a ton <laughs> of stuff to get to today. I do want to say a big thank you to everyone, sincerely, who goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Amazon link. Oh, the Amazon link I never know is, where you're going to go with that, Craig. It's always it's a surprise every day. The Amazon it is very very important to us and we really do appreciate everybody who does do that. So go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link when you're doing any of your Amazon shoppings and shopping things. Buying shopping stuff. and shopping like stuff. And shopping like activities. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, just click on our website first. We do appreciate that. We've also got a special guest joining us here in just a little bit. Uh Jessa Reed is going to be coming by. So Jess has awesome. been on the show uh, many times before, she's awesome, and she's here in town right now, so she'll be joining us here in just a little bit. And uh, and we'll talk some more about the Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup, which is coming up this weekend. But first, um, I guess, I feel I always feel weird bringing these things up, but I think it's become an issue. And I, I've talked about it before as a little bit of an issue, and now I feel I need to address it. Okay. Like, I need to actually figure out what's going on with me, and maybe I'm not the only one. Um but it's I've noticed it because one of my side jobs is I work downtown in a in a big building that has. Um, you said what building you work in? <coughs> Greg works in in Big Pink. Yeah, it's called Big Pink. Which is like I remember when I first moved here and people would talk about Big Pink. I'm like, that is the worst name for a building I have ever heard. I mean, it's a it's a big pink building, kind of. I mean, it's pinkish, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, that's that's pretty much what it is. It's called Big Pink. That yeah. is a very strange name. It is because it was designed. I remember. I know more about Big Pink than I should. I don't know why. I've never worked in there or anything. But like, it was designed to look flat against the horizon. Oh, that was the way the architecture. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the way the architecture was. So that's why it has like those weird angles in it, and then like also the pink to look like the sunset. So it kind of goes like so. So that was on purpose. That's yeah. what it was. So it's not it as like, like jar. So it's not like a big jarring, you know, cityscape. Yeah, but I mean, you can see it from everywhere. I know because it reflects yeah. everything. And then you give it a nickname like Big Pink. Yeah, Big Pink this is makes probably it sound like not a giant penis. Come on down to the Big Pink. Yeah, you know what? Well, because there's that. Take me super seriously. The I thing work is, in the though, Big Pink. Actually, there's two buildings because there's that's Big Pink, but then there was the Big Pink Tower of Power, which was the other building. I think that's the coin, not the coin building. Well, there's the coin tower, but that has the blue. Coin tower is not pink. It's a different no, one. No, it's brick. It looks pinkish. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of the coin tower. Yeah, the Big Pink Tower of Power. And then there's Big Pink. Why are there so many pink buildings in Portland? This is starting to be weird. Because when I was growing up, we would listen to... Uh, this was not at all what we were going to talk Craig about. Craig Walker on the radio. Oh, and Craig, he would always say, uh, you know, uh, live from the Big Pink Tower of Power. You know, and that's what they would talk about. Oh, yeah. Then he was probably talking about, about the coin, coin. Well, because uh, the actual Big Pink didn't probably exist yet. Yeah. yeah. This is kind of strange. So it's still... Yeah, so Portland's obsessed with pink buildings. It really is. Well, we've settled that one. So mm-hmm. there, that's something... Uh, 
to, there, there's something you can talk about next time you come to Portland. All right, so, um, no, but I go to this. this so Greg goes to Big Pink every day. I go to Big Pink every day, not the Power of Power, just Big Pink. So the you know I there's a lot of I'll just be honest. There's a lot of elevator banks in there, and I don't know why I I having. I've been noticing kind of flare back up lately where I have these issues. Yeah, you seem a little spazzy. What's going on? I have issues with riding in the elevator with too many people. <laughs> like, it drives me nuts. Like, I'll get to there. There's, like, six elevators on this bank. And, you know, they'll go into multiple, many different floors. But I'll, I'll stand there and I'll wait and I'll get in there. And if I'm in there by myself, like, I, like the elevator comes, I'm like, sweet, I'm in here. And then at the last second, like, eight people will pile in. Oh, and yeah. And they corner me into the back. And for I some reason, like I feel that. like I'm caged. And, I, like, I probably give off a real nervous energy That's about why it. I've never been good at, like, corporate like <clears throat> corporate settings like that where you're in small areas with people and you have to make, like, small talk. Because I'm not, like, a good small talker. I'm not a good BS. Or, like, hey, hey, Cindy, how you doing? How are the kids? Like, I feel like that happens a lot in an elevator. Well, see, that's the thing. Do you, you have see to... people you recognize in there? <clears throat> um, on occasion, yes. And if I see somebody I recognize and, like, I know, uh, well, I, I take that back. There's people I recognize just because I see them down there every day, but I don't work with them. They're on, like, different floors and, like, different businesses. Um, if it's somebody I know, you know, then that's fine. Then, you know, I'll, I'll be like, hey, how's, how's it going? You know, blah, blah, blah. We can chit-chat for a second in there. And, that, and that's totally cool. But the problem is... With complete strangers, I just don't know what you're supposed to do in an elevator. Like, I mean, are, are you, you supposed to talk to them? Am I supposed to like engage in conversation? No, I don't. And think be you're like that guy, like, to hey, good morning out there, boy. It's a nice day. It was a nice drive in today. Like, do you, is that what I'm supposed to be doing? I don't think so. A nice drive in. Well, first of all, you shouldn't say that. Well, real quick, just back to the Big Pink and Coin Tower thing. I was just looking at Big Pink was built in 1983. Coin Tower, 1984. Oh, okay. So they, so were, they both. So I think in the early, like in the early mid 80s, maybe they were. That was what like the popular building thing. Yeah, maybe that maybe that was it. It's all pink buildings all the time. Yeah. Okay. Um. So for elevator small talk, I've never had to do it. Like I've never worked in a place really. Well, I've worked in places that have elevators, but I've never really taken an, like an elevator like daily. Okay. So I don't know. Like, are you supposed to look at your feet? I heard when you're in an elevator, don't you look at the numbers? Wait, just stare at the numbers? Is that what I'm supposed to do? I normally, think that's what you're supposed to do. Normally what I'll end up doing is I'll just look at my phone. Do you even get service in your phone? No. Okay. You just there's pretend. no service. No, there's no service on there at all. I'll just look at it and like press bu- press buttons on it like I'm doing something important even though I have no service in the elevator. Like it just completely cuts off my service. And that's that's kind of what I'll do. Like there was one point where I don't know. I just I'm not sure if I'm doing this right or wrong. Like maybe I just need to calm down or what is what is the right way? What's the right etiquette for me to do? Do I start talking to people? No. Okay. God no. What if they talk to me? I'm always afraid that someone's going to start talking. It happened to me the other day. A lady started talking to yeah. me. Yeah. She started talking to me. I mean, it's nothing floor. against the person. I mean, you know, people some people are friendly and and talking and I mm-hmm. just sometimes I'm not really in yeah, the Yeah, but mood. what if what if somebody was talking to you though? Do you engage them in conversation? Cuz you're a nervous talker. I mean, when you get into a nervous sometimes, situation, yeah. But also, sometimes I'm a, like a quiet person. Like I'm, I'm not loud all the time. Sometimes yeah. I'm just like, I'm either one or the other. Either I'm feeling very chatty, or I'm leave me the fuck alone. Okay, it's one of the two. Okay, well, I just I'm not entirely sure what to do about. Well, this I mean, situation. the last time that weird, like awkward talk happened, where like someone's could, like super trying to engage, was when I was uh, being an extra that day for um, Portlandia. Uh huh. And you know, you're kind of stuck in a room, and there are people who are genuinely there who are just like want to meet people and who are so excited They're like oh have you ever been in a-? like you know talking to him just like i just want to sit here and i want to maybe meet kyle mclaughlin which spoiler alert i did mm-hmm. and you know just kind of get through the day 
and then uh, go home and just have this be over with, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But then some people are there for, like, the experience and the and the camaraderie and the making new friends and chatting all up. I just, I yeah, just, but uh, do people go into the elevator for an experience and camaraderie, though? I mean, I don't know if that's... I think, you know, people like to make friends wherever they are. And there's so nothing... There's... Again, there's no problem with that. Some no. people... That's uh, how some people socialize. Yeah. But it doesn't when you're have enclosed to be how, in a box and you can't get away from them. When you can't get anywhere. I mean, every time I'm in an elevator, oh. and I know we've talked about this before, but every time I'm in an elevator, I, I take an assessment of everyone in there with me in case we get stuck. Well, yeah, you do always have to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you assume somebody's going to be the first one like to kill Like if somebody someone. looks murdery or something, I'm going to make sure to get out of that elevator and catch the next one. Well, Because I always assume that I'm going to get stuck. Of course, we've talked about this before. There's going to be some pregnant person in there. Oh, no, wait, whenever, no, that would be... That's why you never get in the elevator with a pregnant person, because that's when you're going to get stuck. Okay. And then you're going to have to deliver the baby, so it says every 80s and 90s sitcom slash TV show ever. I mean, it is it is true. Like, if you did get stuck in an elevator, like, it is important to think about that. Like, assume whoever you're in there in that elevator with, these are the last people you're going to see alive. Ever. And so... Yeah. Somebody's going to start the killing first. Mm-hmm. Like somebody's going to get hungry enough to where, you know, eventually cannibalism is going to start setting in. Do you want to be at the bottom of the pile or the top of the pile? So you do have to make that decision. So what Greg right is yourself. basically just admitting right now is that he's going to start eating people. No. After a few minutes. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm starting to get hungry. Which one of you is the squishiest? No, I mean, I'm not Which like. Which one of you has the most meat to give? I'm not like a cat. Oh, it's asleep. Must be dead. It's like, it's not like that. No, I'm just saying you do have to think about that. And, you know, just in case. Like, have a, have a plan. Always have a plan. Like, you know, make sure you know, okay, who's bigger than me? Where You know, there's remember, there's nowhere to run. Like, can I scale up this thing and hop out the top and just escape? Probably not. Dude, it's probably going to be tough to do that. You're agile, but not that agile. I mean, I've seen a lot of movies about it, but yeah, this, the elevator They always make it in. look so easy when you can get out of the elevator. Like, all you have to do is just pop off the top and then somebody... Yeah, and you have somebody boost you up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a possibility. But just keep that part in mind, you know, that eventually, if you do get all stuck in there, this is it. You know, something happens, there's, a, there's an emergency, and they can't get you out. Yeah. That's, that's it. You're spending the rest I of the time in that elevator. I would be too paranoid to take an elevator every day. Well, now I'm getting more paranoid yeah. the more I'm thinking about Maybe it. Maybe you should, like, wake up even a half hour earlier than you already do and then just take the take stairs. The stairs. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know about that part. Uh, but so... Assuming so, are you, what are you worried about? Happen. Are you worried that you're like elevatoring wrong? I'm, I think I'm <laughs> elevatoring wrong. I mean, I'm also annoyed with a few uh, with some other people. Like the worst person I feel like riding the elevator is the one where again, there's multiple banks of elevators. So if you miss one, you just gotta wait like maybe maybe thirty seconds. It's the person who is walking down there, and just as it's closing, they shove their hand into it oh. and force it back open. That person. That person is not cool. It's not cool to do that. Like, it's already closing. What, because they finally caught the elevator? What? Of course that's okay. No, there's there's six other elevators that they can take. Like, they just have to wait a second, but instead, they're delaying everyone an extra 20 seconds for it to open and then close again instead of themselves just waiting an extra 30 seconds. So they're, they're making other people suffer because of them. It's not suffering because you guys are both using a public mode of transportation but they to could go wait, from one magical floor to another. But they could wait just a little bit longer and get one themselves and then not delay everybody else. It's a selfish thing to do. No, that isn't selfish. All right, well, <laughs> if you think that's selfish, I actually was looking up some elevator etiquette. This, there is such a thing as elevator etiquette. Do you want to know how to yes, properly... please. Tell me, because I don't know what I'm doing, and I feel really awkward about it. All right, Greg. 
Let's walk you through this. Okay. Let's make you an elevator pro. Okay. All right. First up, you have first rule of elevatoring. Stand to the right. Now, while waiting for the elevator, stand away from the door. Someone may be exiting at the floor you're on, and you should always let someone exit before you try to get on. Uh, stand yes, to the right true. of the door yeah, so that the in. left and middle is off uh, is open for those getting off the elevator. Don't board it until everybody has gotten off. Yeah, no, that's fair. All right, the second rule of elevatoring. Okay. Hold the door if it's not an inconvenience. So there's a lot of debate about this particular point. Do you hold the door? Do you not hold the door? Are okay. you polite? Are you rude? I will hold the door if it's like in specific situations. If somebody's just shown up and it just started to close, sure. I'm talking about when it's like already almost completely closed and somebody shoves their selfish. All right, so it says don't hold the door if you're on an elevator full of people. (coughs) However, you can hold the door if you're alone. It's good etiquette if you see someone approaching and you're alone in the elevator. Don't just sit there with your middle finger up watching (laughs) the doors close. See ya. (laughs) No, I'll I'll put my foot in the door if it's like just starting to close and somebody's trying to get on. It's like, they're already the- there walking in, and it starts closing. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll keep the door from squishing them. It's a, so don't hold the door for a monster. friend or a colleague who's taking a quick side trip, such as to get coffee or to run to the restroom real quick. You cannot ho- hold the door for longer no. than 15 to 20 seconds. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 15 seconds is way too long. How to practice, all right, so how to practice good elevatoring. Don't squeeze onto a full elevator. Wait for the next one. Don't make everybody uncomfortable because you're in a rush. If you're standing near the buttons... Sounds like I'm doing okay so far. If you're standing near the buttons, be the button pusher. Offer to push people's buttons. Like, what floor they're on. Like, what floor are you on? No, you're not getting paid to do this. Okay, no, see, now that seems weird to me. Because then what, like, I've just assumed that I'm the button pusher? You've assumed the position of the button pusher. I've assumed, like, an authoritative If you're standing in front of the buttons, then you are the button pusher. If I'm standing that close to the buttons, then I need to be off of that elevator. And do not ask someone else to push the button for you unless you can clearly not reach the button yourself. Okay, no. Let's talk about this for a second. So what you're saying is... I should get on there and just assume like an authoritative position. I'm kind of seeing, liking how this goes. I'm like, I will stand in front of the buttons. And so when someone walks on, instead of like moving so they can press the button, I'll just say, what floor would you like? Yes, you could do that. And then, then you'd have to the talk button, to people. And then I'll look back to them and expect them to but think. But that is the other, on the other hand, being the button guy means that you have to talk to a lot of people. What floor would you like? Ew. You know, so that way it's like. Slight amount of fear, just in case we get stuck in the murder elevator. But then also at the same time, I'm I'm doing something friendly and nice. So it's like a proper balance of respect and fear that I could maybe instill on other people, and then I, mm. that would make me feel more comfortable. That seems like a lot for like eight o'clock in the morning. All right, what how to, floor would you like? How to be a good elevatorer? Uh, move to the back when you walk in. Don't stand in the front. Don't block other people. Go to the back. If you happen to be stuck in the front. If the elevator is full, make sure you step off the elevator when the doors open on each floor. And uh, when you Screw do this, that. Why, hold why the elevator with your hand as people from the back make their way out. No, I'm taking another it seems elevator. Like they want you, like this particular list of elevatoring wants you to be like an elevator worker without paying you. That's kind of it. Yeah. Although I kind of appreciate that because that gives me a job. So if I were to be like the you elevator like pressure, have a job. and like I could announce what the floors are, like if I just stand in front of it and like block it so people get to see what the floors are, like floor number five, floor five. Okay. Up next, floor number eight. Stop. You know who floor you sound Floor number like. eight is up next. Stop floor it. number eight, up next. All right. Uh, how you know, do you just good- announce, the, announce the floors. I kind of like this idea. It does give me a little bit of power. You totally sounded like that guy when I was uh, when the bus driver 
like a, I think it was a couple of years ago when, uh, when I was a bus driver. Like he would an- announce every single stop uh-huh. right before, and the and there was this other guy who was equally as loud. Like the he would be like, "All right, approaching Thirty uh, Ninth Avenue. Thank you, driver." <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're pulling up Thirty Seventh and Hawthorne. Thank you, driver. <laughs> you like I'm him. sure the driver appreciated it. The thank you driver guy is my favorite thing that has ever happened on the bus. <laughs> All right. Uh, and rules of good elevatoring. Exit quickly. When you reach your floor, get out quickly so that those who are waiting to board can do so. Okay. If you're in the back, you must announce that your floor is coming up as it approaches to let other elevatoring people my know. My floor is coming up. My Ex- floor is coming me, up. Excuse me. My floor is next <laughs> is I, enough. So I should announce that like, like yes. that. Okay. <clears throat> I'm clearly not talking enough on this. All right, thing. now this is going to elevate. And now this list goes to My elevators. Floor's coming up to elevator shaming. All right, um, how to be a good elevator? Consider taking the stairs. Oh wow! Yeah, asshole. Okay. When only going one, two, or three floors, take the stairs instead of the elevator, unless you're injured or unable to climb stairs. Really? You have to be injured to take it <laughs> up three flights of stairs in an office building? Yeah. <laughs> Taking the elevator two or three floors, especially during busy elevator traffic, is considered poor etiquette. All right. Uh, no, I disagree with that. So this is the second part. Second part of good elevatoring. Uh, speak sparingly. One of the biggest issues with elevator etiquette is whether or not someone should make small talk. Most people are hesitant to engage in conversation when, make, uh, when in an elevator. If you must talk, break the ice politely. It never hurts to say, good morning. Good morning. What floor do you go to? <laughs> I go to floor two. <laughs> if you're with someone, don't continue conversations while riding the elevator with someone else. Put the conversation on pause until you get to your destination. If you want to speak to a colleague in the elevator, keep the conversation light. Never gossip or discuss personal or private information in an elevator. Look at you in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. Nipples is suggesting announce when it's not your floor two. <laughs> this is not my floor. This is, this is not my floor. <laughs> All right, next up, you have to respect space. There's nothing more annoying than having someone stand six inches from you in an uncrowded elevator. So don't stand super close to people. If you How am I supposed to, to get, engage them in conversation <laughs> if I'm not very close? All right, if there are one or two other people in the elevator, go to the separate sides of the elevator. If there are four people, each go to your corner. <laughs> if there are five or more, spread so each person is equally spaced in the elevator. So think of, like, the, the number five on a dice. Okay. Because stuff like that. Assume the number five position. Everyone, there are five of us five, now. Five people. There are five people. Assume the five position. I am the button pusher. Up next, floor number six. I am not on floor six. Floor number six. So this is, okay, I think I'm starting to understand. Like, I shouldn't be the one uncomfortable. If I make other people uncomfortable, it might make me feel all right about myself. That's like the way you live your life. So, yes. Um, Also, face forward. Making quick eye contact, smiling and nodding is appropriate when entering an elevator. After that, turn around and face the door. Keep your back toward, uh, keeping your back toward the door and facing the passengers is a huge break in etiquette and makes people feel extremely awkward. Wait, so what do you do? Don't stand with your back to the door staring (laughs) into the elevator. That That is awkward. Oh, no, I kind of want to. <laughs> I know you I want to test you these out do, with like everything opposite with of like a hidden camera just to see how people react. So the doors close and just stand in front of the doors, staring back at everyone. 
<laughs> if you're carrying something heavy, you know. Oh, that's so awkward. <laughs> hold all the objects by your feet. <laughs> uh, keep them it's low. It's like I'm holding them prisoner if I'm doing that. <laughs> keep objects low that you're carrying either directly in front of you or beside you. Legs take up less space than upper bodies, so there's more space for bags. This person's like a physicist now. Listen to this. <laughs> If you're at the back of the elevator carrying a bulky object, keep it low, announcing your exit as your floor nears. Ma'am, please keep your bulky (laughs) objects low. Um, Well, you don't have this issue. It says never talk on your cell phone, but if your phone doesn't work, then you're not going to be talking on your phone. Don't move too much. Elevators contain limited space. And in busy office buildings, many people try to fit into one oh the, the elevator car, into one of the cars. Unnecessary movements can annoy fellow passengers or cause you to make unwanted bodily contact. Jiggling your leg, pacing, flailing your arms, or other movements can result in you rudely bumping into other passengers. I feel like I should just get out of the elevator and read these. Like, just start reading them. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, for your elevator etiquette, think about odors. <laughs> Good hygiene should be Think practiced odors, every everybody. day, but Think especially if you take an elevator on a regular basis, like you do, Greg. Uh, uh, the small confined spaces can draw attention to any body odor, no matter how small or diminutive. <laughs> so, if you have like bad breath or something, it's going to be exacerbated. Oh man, I didn't in an think elevator. about that. You get bad breath sometimes. Guy. So do you. What if you're like filling the elevator with your hot breath, and you don't know it? I'm not filling the elevator with my hot <laughs> breath. Just messing with you, Craig. Oh, I touched a nerve. All right, so do not. Oh. Did that work? Well, I hope that worked. Um, All right, Craig. So, the, in order to think about odors, do not pass gas or belch while riding in the elevator. If you do, I'm not too worried about excuse that. Excuse yourself. Excuse me. Just say excuse me out of nowhere. If there's no sound or anything, just announce in a dead silent elevator. Excuse me. And then just keep looking straight ahead. So Excuse me, I pass gas. This is not no, my floor. Don't this say is not anything. My floor. Don't say anything about what you did. Just complete silence. Excuse me. You're like really. And then they have to like figure it out. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Also says, uh, don't bring extremely smelly food onto the elevator. Instead, bring your food in sealed containers. Don't eat in the elevator. Don't apply on perfume or lotion in the elevator. What smells normal to you? Make some might make someone else feel very sick. So I hope I helped you a little bit, Greg. I did have an embarrassing situation where I was, I got off of an elevator and there was some kind of weird smell to it, like somebody had had like a fish sandwich or something in there. Oh, so it smelled gross. And I got off onto the floor where I was going, and um, there were two. These two other guys that I know were getting onto the elevator, and I was like, I don't want them to think that I smell like fish. <gasps> oh, I hate that when you have to over-explain. No, I, and I had to be like, yeah, that smells not me. I don't know where that came from, but it, it's not me. And they're like, okay. All right. Fine. Like, it was all, it was all awkward. Oh, weird. that's super awkward. I hate that when something smells, and it's near you, and you have to, you feel the need, like, because you know it's not you. It smelled so bad, but I was the only one in the elevator, so obviously I would get the blame for it. Oh, my gosh. There was Whoever a- the bastard was that was in there before me. When I was bartending the other night, I swear it smelled like somebody had like had an accident in their pants that was sitting like near the bar. Oh like boy. it smelled so bad, and like I felt the need because I don't, I couldn't tell who it was, uh-huh. but it was awful. But like every time someone would come up and they kind of like have that smell, I'm like that's not me. <laughs> that, that is mm. I, no, and then it seems like it's you because you're over explaining, and it's right by you while you're there. Yeah, it was aggressive. It is gonna seem like that's you. No, it was a. Yeah, there was some, someone was having some serious issues. 
Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, I hope I I hope I helped you out a little bit. You've helped me out some, so I need to stand with my back to the door. Don't do that. And then and guard the, and don't let anybody touch the buttons. Eat a fish sandwich what and move around a lot. To? And carry your packages on your shoulders. Uh huh. Give everybody advice when I get in there too. Talk loudly on your cell Ma'am, phone. Ma'am, please put your bulky package on the ground. <laughs> Legs take up less space than than your upper bodies. <laughs> All right. Well, this is how I'm going to have to clearly overcome my elevator issues. So thank you, sir. This has been a no problem. Wonderful help. That's what I'm here for. All right. Um. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio, joined with Jessa Reed. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hi. Elevator etiquette. Really hot button issues that we cover here. You know what? It seems to be taking off a little bit. I was looking in the chat and people were like, if we did like an etiquette segment on like how to Uh act in certain places. I'm just glad I'm not the only one who is uncomfortable in it. Because it is really, it's really becoming an issue for me. This makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. I think it is. Well, because Jess is so like composed and put together and it makes her. (laughs) I know. Exactly. I'm like, okay, if she's got this. (laughs) Must be a different Jess in the room. Uh, yes, Jessa Reed joining us here on Fun Employment Radio. Oh, hello. hello. I know. So, <laughs> yeah, so the first thing I'm saying to Jessa, I was like, so how do you feel about elevators? And she's like, what? <laughs> like, what the Weird fuck did I get talk? myself into? I know. Well, I was coming out of the bathroom two hallways down, and then I just hear Jessa. And I'm like looking around, I'm in this hallway by myself. And then I was like, well, hello? And she was like, oh, hey! And I was like, is there an invisible person in the room? What is happening right now? So then I make two corners and then you had already come back in here, so I was just like, what Where is, she? is happening? And then I walk in, she goes, how do you feel about elevators? And I was like, what? Like, is that where you were? Did Sarah have a mental breakdown? Like, between now and the last time? No, Greg does say I do have an uncanny knack for disrupting people in the restroom. You do. Like, I'll call wow, him. Wow, that's the, a cool gift. I mean, it is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I'll be at home and doing nothing. Like, all day, This the, like, the one, like, three-minute window when I'm in the bathroom, that is when Sarah will call. Oh, and again, like, and again, like, something important happens. will happen. I'm like, what are you doing? Where are you? What's going on? And yeah, like, and just be like, call, He's call, like, do you have a camera text. in my house? I'm like, no. Like, hurry up and call me back. I'm like, god damn My it. kids have that gift. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They can just sense from across the house. They'll be too floor away and they're just like I think she's in the bathroom I better go investigate Push the door. I need her now but with the elevator thing <laughs> back to the I'm what I'm like, well now I sound crazy but no with the, I was so I blurted out I'm like Jessa after stalking her in the bathroom and then asking her what she thought of elevators you were we were talking about how yeah it feels weird with strangers in the elevator well think about it it's nightmare fuel if you really think it about is. it it's like you're trapped in a box yes that's moving through the air <laughs> With strangers, not <laughs> first of all, it's the plot of a bunch of awful movies. Yeah, that's exactly what we were talking about. Because I never get into an elevator with a pregnant person because they're clearly going to have the baby right. when you get yep. trapped in there. <laughs> right. And then also, I don't uh, want a part of that. And then yeah. if you're going to get stuck, you have to look and see, you know, like try and figure out who's going to be the serial killer. Yeah, well, like, I don't I think, think it's a serial. I think I mean, no, the serial killer, just the snapper. Eventually, gonna snap. somebody's going to snap and kill somebody. Like, yeah, because you figure you're going to be in there a long time. Yep. 
Yep. So do you want to be the one who gets killed or do you want to be on top? I mean, you got to make these decisions. Yeah, I'm going to kill people. I'll just yeah. kill them preemptively. <laughs> if we get stuck on a floor, I'm, I'm just cutting people up. I'm not even going to wait and for a half an hour. <laughs> That's what Greg went like very quickly this. to cannibalism. Yeah. yeah. He's like, all right, and then I'm going to start eating people. I'm like, That'd be awkward. Well, they, like, yeah. The fire department comes an hour later and they're like, did you eat <laughs> her leg? the main thing to do. <laughs> like, Kill or be killed. It's like, uh, it was just jammed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. people like you that panic and start eating people. That like are I just turned instincts like, yeah, 20 mm. minutes into it. I'm already, yeah, uh, taking people down. Yeah, don't this do could that. Be, yeah. Don't do that. Well, we were. I was looking up the etiquette, and so um, you were saying that when you go in, like sometimes you feel like you're just trying to get out of the way. But there, but there is etiquette that goes along with this, and so like it depends on how many people are in the elevator. Mm-hmm. So if it's you and like three other people and you don't know where to stand, you're supposed to go to your corners. Okay. So well, I would naturally do that. Corners. There's the four corners. And then, um, but one of you has to be, commit to be the button pusher. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I flail the button push. Any of this holding doors, if we could just get rid of yeah. all door holding yeah. etiquette. Because it's just, I'm always holding the door and I make the person jog because it's like they're <laughs> so far behind. And then I end up being the jogger. I'm like, can we just get rid of yeah. holding the door? Also, I never, I, I'm always trying to get out of the way so fast that I, like run people over <laughs> I'm like no this is better you don't want me here but like you know it's like they're supposed to come in for or they're supposed to go out first but then they yes. open the door to come out and I'm just like poof you know just like uh, sorry just knocking people over left and right I do yeah. the same thing in elevators and then the button thing is awkward and then oh can we not small talk like can we not see and that's that what I was talking about are you worst. supposed that's to my small nightmare. talk there was a lady that started small talking with me the other day and I didn't know how to react like I didn't know what to say to her because it was just the two of us mm-hmm. in the elevator together. And she started talking about some floor that she had just gone to and what's your floor like. And What? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I don't want to. I don't floors? feel comfortable with. Yeah, she was talking about oh. the floors and de- things associated with that. And I just like I started blacking <laughs> out. I mean, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, what are you talking to me for? Like, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> I did. have. I don't. Uh, I'm not in an me? elevator a lot, but I, I ride the bus a lot. And that happens to me so much. Like people trying to small talk on the bus, especially even if I have my headphones in. Yeah. Like I've had like just the other day, this guy was sitting across from me. And so I'm sitting there just like looking at my phone, listening to my headphones. And I hear so- like this really loud voice. And I finally look up and you never look up. I don't know why I looked up. And then once you make the inadvertent eye contact, then I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, what? And then this yeah. guy just ended up talking That's at me it. the You're entire time. Friend. I yeah. know, I, I never, know, I should have learned. I never want to talk to strangers. No. Um, yesterday, I use a uh, baking soda instead of shampoo, and it. So if you do it for like three days, you're like, if you ever seen like when my hair is huge and curly, it's because I haven't washed it in three days, and then I put more and more baking soda in. It's disgusting <laughs> to touch. Like, I've it's never disgusting. used baking soda. I use like baby it gives powder. You sometimes. So much volume. The baking soda is the best. Your Ooh. hair. It's kind of tough though when you have like brown. Yeah. Except for that, like uh, I'll put it on my roots. It makes them look more blonde. Oh, I'll do that. So yesterday, <laughs> but I put my hair up in a bun. And I rented a bike and rode around downtown, and I was sweating. I mean, sweating, right? Because I was like doing that for exercise. It was pretty warm yesterday. I returned the. I returned the bike. I have a full blown five minute interaction with this dude, who just held his shit together pretty well, considering because I didn't pick up on anything weird. Right? I left there. I went and bought coffee. And then I get back to the hotel. I'm staying at this like fancy hotel in the Pearl. Ooh. So I pull I pull up to the valet and catch a glimpse of myself in the rear view. And I have I have a headband, a thick white headband <laughs> coming an inch off my forehead of just 
dried liquid baking soda. All of the baking soda had risen oh my to the top of my hair and was just this crusted helmet. Oh and then the whole, the whole left side of my face, because I, I kept getting something in my eye and was like wiping it out while I'm using this like lash serum at night. And I'm like, man, this stuff is powerful. And I'm wiping it off. It had sweat down the entire side of my face. Looked like a like a bad like uh like a <laughs> oh, tattoo or something. like just just crusted. Someone's trying to make so a cast had, like, of your face. <laughs> it was on my mouth. My eyebrows were completely white crusted. Just like, I mean, did you get a picture? I of didn't it? because God. the ballet guy was walking up to me and I'm frantically God. wiping. Oh. So then he walks up and I'm just there's white powder because I'm like wiping. It. I'm so mad that I didn't get a picture because I am not even exaggerating. It looked like I dipped my head into frosting. <laughs> And I cannot believe that I think I had to have been like, what? When I returned to the bike, there was so much. I think I had a full pound (laughs) of baking soda on my head. Because you know after you left, he talked to his coworkers like, dude, did you see What just happened? The whole side of left side of my face. So when I ordered coffee. So anyway, yesterday was like a day that I was crushing small talk is my point. Were you like feeling good? Yeah, dude, I was like, yeah, I rode the bike. It was like super sunny. And he was probably like, can you get out of here and go wash your head? Please. I don't even know. There's no way that he was like, oh, that must be baking soda and sweat. Clearly, it's just a blend. Is that a medical condition? Like, what is on her face? (laughs) That is also the best worst thing about Portland is that he was probably like, oh, well, that's just a thing that she's doing. Nobody ever wants to ask anybody about anything because it could be intentional. If that happened on the East Coast, people would be like, what? It's on your face, dude. What's happening there? No, here, everyone just gets so knee-jerk offended by anything like you'd learn to not point out anything yeah. no matter how odd yeah. it looks yeah. because they'd be like oh what I can't be myself I'm like, yeah oh, exactly no, <laughs> can have- I identify as baking soda <laughs> <laughs> and you I support live your that. truth Jessica <laughs> <laughs> I am Arm and Hammer adjacent oh, I would have paid American money oh, I'm so money. mad like after I frantically wiped it off which didn't save me at all because I the, the um, valet had to wait for me to do this like <laughs> frantically wiping my face and it was like still in my hair and eyebrows then I was like I can't believe I didn't get a picture of that because I almost want to reenact it because I cannot <laughs> believe it was so much that's an album cover right there and it did look oh, like frosting yeah. is what uh-huh. it looked like it looked like frosting except for like it had run and it was in my mouth and in my eyes and at no point was like why is my eye stinging like I was just like my lash serum that from lash night, serum from last night is sure powerful was that you that posted too so you're talking about your car did you find like a water bottle in your car that was two we're at two water bottles now I'm afraid so are they appearing the in your car I guess someone must have put that but they're gross like they're gross Ew. the first one was like uh this is in a rental car or yeah rental car the first one had like electrical tape on a water bottle and I had picked up a friend and taken her with me and then when she got out I was like ew take your gross water bottle (laughs) and she was like that's not mine why would I that's like a what is that it did it looked like there was something inside like that nobody would want to see unsavory yeah who knows how long it was in there and so then I threw that away and then like I stop at the next place and then I look down and now there's a a coffee cup (laughs) and I was like uh, there's like a Someone living in this car? <laughs> <laughs> they just like to take little naps when you park it. Uh, yeah, and just 
very hydrated. Someone very hydrated <laughs> is living in this vehicle. <laughs> Super into liquids. Yeah. Maybe they're attracted to your baking soda. Scent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you had a show last night and then, so how long are you in town for? For throughout, Through the weekend? Till Monday morning. Till Monday. And so you have a show happening, you have a couple shows that you're yeah. going to be doing. I'm at Flyboy. <clears throat> Was it Flyboy Brewing? Flyboy Brewing and Tiger tonight, and then uh, Wichita Pub in Oregon City on Saturday night. Very cool. Yeah. Are there things that you like to do when you come to Portland? Yes. Tell me. Uh, Things that I lived here for most of my life that I never Mm -hmm. did when I lived here. So I always live in Philadelphia now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you do like tourist stuff when you come here? No. No. Yeah. I will rent uh, unless I have someone with me. Right. I'll give them like the tour. I wanted to do a uh, tour with a friend. I want to take him on a bike tour for Facebook Live, not Facebook Live, but Facebook Stories, mm-hmm. uh-huh. where I just show him all the horrible things I ever did here. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I love it. Instead of showing him all the cool things about Portland, just be like, and this is where I smoked crack. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Was it under a bridge somewhere? No, I never actually smoked. Right? Okay, no. I was just trying to think of something less horrible yeah. than the stuff I was going to do. <laughs> um, and so I always rent bikes. Yeah, and then I just ride. I can't be like out where there's cars because I'll, I'll. Oh, hit it's ter- one of them. It's, it's yeah. scary, and cars yeah. are getting more and more aggressive. Yeah, as are bicyclists. Like yeah, it's a, yeah. I mean, it was uh, it would be less them and more me being like, oh, I'm not supposed to drive across the street <laughs> during a green light. <laughs> um, so I just I just loop that. Oh, the water by the front. river. Yep, I, I just do love that. that loop. I do, that and then a lot. I'll go back and forth over that one bridge that's just treacherous. Like I'll go, but the new bridge is it new? The, oh, the oh, the Tillicum, Tillicum, the, the, the pedestrian bridge. bridge? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll do that yeah. over and over. It's and over a lot again. steeper than it looks. Yeah, I remember when I was riding it the first time. I'm like, oh, this will be <laughs> a, a nice casual bike ride, and I'm like profusely sweating. Yeah, I'm not even to the middle of it. No, that's no joke. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's steep, but um, so there's that. What else was I going to ask you about Comedy Central? I wanted to ask about that special. Yeah. Yeah. This is so funny. Have you seen the show? No, I haven't seen it yet, but I didn't... I don't have cable. No, so I, well, I'm not it. on it yet. But it, okay. are you familiar with the show? Okay, so it no, is. Uh, it. This is not happening as a long form storytelling show. And so mm-hmm. when it first came out, because it's mostly what my comedy is, is just uh, horrible stories of things I've done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and so because of that, I don't fit on almost everything mm. when they're like oh is this opportunity three minutes and I'm like okay well that would I would get a foot into the story right before, you know yeah so when the show first came out I was like oh my god I would be perfect this is where I belong like this is home for me <laughs> but uh, you know I live on the east coast you don't get these opportunities you know because I don't live in LA or New York and then um, two years later uh, they put a thing on um, Ari Shafir who was the host whose show it was mm. Uh, put a thing out saying I want more more women and uh, people of color to submit whatever and gave an email address. Well, I never film anything because it's like superstitious. I think if I film it, I'll bomb. <laughs> so I just had the story about home birth was the only story that was filmed. And so I sent it. I flail so hard. So I sent it and was like, hey, I know Comedy Central, you know, demographic 18 to 35 year old dudes. I was like, here, I know Comedy Central super into uh, home birth. <laughs> And I sent it, and the next day I was like, that was stupid. I should have sent something about meth. And so um, <laughs> so the next day I sent another email, and I'm like, hey, here's this one. Use this one instead of the other one. Sorry. 
So then the next day, <laughs> I still haven't even gotten a response. The next day, I was like, hey, yeah, ignore, because it, it wasn't, the meth one wasn't, it was just me talking about meth, it wasn't a story. So I was like, hey, ignore that. I thought, I thought I sent you a different one. It was like, I don't know what I'm sending. Never mind, ignore that. Watch the first one. Okay, cool. Well, now you know what it's like to have a conversation with me. <laughs> so I never heard from him, and I was like, well, I'm never going to hear from them. And then a few months later, they were like, uh, they wrote me back, and I, they said, you know, I you probably got the rejection email today, which I didn't. Um, but you know, it was good to know it was intended. And, uh, <laughs> Just making yeah. sure. Did you get that? <laughs> yeah. Um, you but know? we think you probably like would have a story um, that would work. Turns out, so then I look the guy up, and turns out the producer of a show is a guy I bombed in front of at oh. Big Sky. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm just not going to mention that like he probably doesn't remember <laughs> and so then i was like oh okay well he probably wants like a drug story right because a lot of dudes do like stories about mushrooms and stuff and i was like oh okay you want a drug story i can, I can do a drug story <laughs> how about the story about how i got addicted to drinking meth pee and he was like well i mean no one's done that <laughs> so i write this 15 minute story about the progression of my meth addiction how i accidentally got addicted and then the progression of like using shooting up like it gets real dark yeah and then how i found out that um your body can't metabolize meth which i took to mean that we're you know peeing out thousands of dollars of liquid gold and then like how i discovered you could drink it and get high and then anyway so i was like well this would be a good way to introduce myself to america (laughs) (laughs) so i write this story and it's the best it's the one of the funniest things i ever wrote but like i don't know if you know it's not like real easy to run that story you know what I mean like you have to have a real specific kind of audience and like you know for like gigs I do a lot of like VFWs and stuff but I was like this is my chance I don't care I'm gonna run this story everywhere so I'm at like the improv theater like it was rough it was a long year long year working on that story but it went really well so is this the, is that the story that you end up yeah. telling? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh why do I have to? Like, wait I want to ask yeah. you more about it, but I want I want to just yeah. watch it because yeah. I want to be I want to be surprised. Yeah, it's uh, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, why did I pick? Like, I have other awful <laughs> stories. Like, why did I pick this one? I guess go hard or go home. Yeah, right. Might as well just go balls to the wall. Yeah. So <laughs> now that's. Um, I think it's uh, the season starts in the winter. I think awesome. They said, so. There's been some, yeah, you're in some good company too. Maria Bamford, yeah, Andrew no, WK crazy. did one. Yeah. Artie oh, Lang. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. No, it was, uh, the list was crazy. And I feel like I already learned something today about meth pee. Yeah. yeah. I did, because I have done the, when I was getting ready, I will let, never do that story again because mm. I'm so, <laughs> I thought about doing it last night and I don't even remember it. Like my brain has blocked it out. Mm-hmm. I did it so when I get in Cal- when I got to LA I had been running it like everywhere. Everyone was so sick of hearing it in Philly. <laughs> and when I get to California I'd ask a friend and like just put me on like a find me like an open mic, like a CD open mic or something just so I can just run through it one time before the actual show. And then he's like, All right, we got you a show and then I'm on my way there and I'm like, What is this place? And he's like flappers. Which I don't know if you know anything about flappers. No. This is just very mainstream club very mainstream so I walk in the place is packed but like not with people that want to hear about this and they don't know who I am so they put me up first and I was like oh you want me to go first oh Jesus and there's like a line about me shooting up in my neck which is always where people are like yeah I don't want to do this anymore like can we can we I want to get off the elevator yeah can somebody talk about Tinder or something like I went off of this train 
And so I just get up and I'm like, you know, whatever. I needed to get to a place where I wasn't, where I was desensitized to people. They weren't like offended. It was yeah. just so dark, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. really funny, but it's dark. And so it's so real, real. And so this isn't that kind of, this is like a one-liner type so these people are just trying to like eat their mozzarella sticks <laughs> and I'm just like snuff porn like it's just a nightmare <laughs> oh, that's amazing yeah that's I know it went, it went well it career went well. in a nutshell yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the actual show they film it at like a strip club um, also that's more comfortable at least yeah. I mean, oh god and the it, audience yeah. was Amazing! It was like oh, that's it was like all of that work leading up to what was just the best audience and the whole. It was an amazing experience. Oh, that's, that's awesome! awesome. I'm well, still thinking about the audience in the other place though, because you know there's some guy in there. It's his first time yes. ever seeing comedy. They finally get him out to go see it. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> the very. I don't first know thing. about comedians. They I were, don't know. While I'm up there, I can see them frantically <laughs> changing the lineup because they're like, "We need a palate cleanser." Like, and then. The guy who got up after me was talking about like he got up and was like car alarms, you know. I think like people would listen to them more if they were like boobies, boobies. Oh, (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) Is that one of those comedies embarrassing? (laughs) We need a reset. reset?" I tried to tell him like I don't think you want me to go first. I'm gonna change the. I'm gonna set the tone. <laughs> You're just gonna have just to boom, right deal with that for the rest. You're gonna have to try and come back from meth pee. Because when I tell people, like uh, people try to book me, I always try to talk them out of it. You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm really dark and dirty. Like, <laughs> are you sure you want to do this? This is probably not what you want. <laughs> well, go see her tonight. Yes. Flyboy Brewing. <laughs> Flyboy Brewing and Tiger tonight, uh, Saturday, Wichita Bar and Grill in Oregon City, and then online on the internet. Jessareed.com? Yeah. And then you, you're you a really good social media. Or yeah, word, Facebook. Yeah. Fa- follow me on Facebook oh, is I'm. the place to be. I do Twitter, but I just like route it to Facebook. Uh, and then Instagram, same thing. I just make them go to Facebook. I think it's the best, most like interactive. Mm. The character... Mm-hmm limit on Twitter messes me up sometimes. Oh, it's yeah. so annoying. I know. And I don't want to yeah. abbreviate things. I'm not good yeah. with that. Well, what's the point you. of having a funny... Exactly. Yeah, like with a U. I'm like, I, I just can't take it seriously. Yeah, and sometimes I don't want to give up a word, but I just need to get rid of one character, so I just remove the space so two words are running together. It's yeah. like, why should I have to work this hard? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm Facebook partial, too. Greg kind of does the Twitter thing. I, I read stuff on Twitter. I don't post that much on Twitter, but yeah. That was my Twitter talk good about talk. that. Yeah, good no, wasn't talk. that good? All right. Well, uh, friend Jessa on Facebook and go see her tonight or Saturday or see her riding around on a bicycle yeah. with baking soda on her head. <laughs> but say me. nothing about the, the baking soda. Woman. <laughs> show up at Flyboy Brewing with baking soda all over your face. Like, somebody should <laughs> Yeah, do you that. get half Just off to- at the door. <laughs> you show up crusted <laughs> in baking soda. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's awesome. All right. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Uh, Sunday, Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup out of yes. the Landmark Saloon. 447 Southeast Division. Come out. Hang out for that. And a live show there, too, on Sunday. It starts at 1130. Yes. And it's free. It's free. Hi. Come on down. <laughs> We're taking a picture. Let's take a picture. <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, tomorrow, back to the normal time. Noon o'clock. Noon o'clock. Noon o'clock. Mm-hmm. Live. JessaReed.com. Bye, go guys. There. Go there. Awesome. Go there now. All right. I'm going to go ride my bike now. Actually, I'm gonna do, I haven't done the waterfront loop in a while. That's inspired me. See? You're inspired. Yes. Also, uh, Lisa in the chat just said uh, thank you for the uh, tip. 
for the hair tip. Baking soda, yeah. Baking soda for the word. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of excited. I'm going to go do that too. Okay, yeah, do that. But probably after I, I bike ride because I am an That's excessive one sweater. That's about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. The Comedy Central makeup ladies were like, this is amazing. How did you do this? <laughs> My hair, so. <laughs> oh, all right, good tip. Right, thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Leg up. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.